Okay, so I just woke up at like 8.37, 8.38. And the strongest concordance, it means increase in growth. And um, it was nighttime. And um, it was weird because like at first, this uh, friend of mine who... Um, I met in Columbus, I think, I forget where he's from, he's he's Latino like me, but he, he doesn't speak good English, but in this dream, I seen him, and he spoke really good English, so I was like, hey, man, your English got a lot better, and um, I forget, like, it was weird, because it was like, a few people were at my house, my friend Josiah was there. This guy was there. And they were like sitting around watching TV or something. And then they left. And then I was like in. What was that guy's name? Takashi 69. I was like in his, his apartment or something. And then he was there with like some of his friends. But they were kind of acting like, weird towards me as far as, like, they weren't real friendly, so I was kind of like an outcast there, and then, um, like, um, his, he had, like, a little sister or something, and she had some friends over or whatever, and, um, their parents were coming to pick him up, and there was, like, a club right across the street from the apartment, so when he opened the door, to let them to go, like, meet their parents, he was telling them, like, whoever's bride isn't here, just stay here, so not everybody's all outside, like, you know, hanging out, and, um, uh, so they went up, like, a couple of people that had the, their parents come to pick them up, they went to go get picked up, and at that exact moment, you could see there's, like, fiery like angels in the sky and at first it wasn't that many it was just like a couple and then everybody just came outside that was in the house and just started looking up at the sky and then it started increasing and then like a couple neighbors came out and they were looking at it and I saw that people were videotaping it so I'm like, oh, let me go get my phone. I need to videotape this. So I ran in and grabbed my phone. And when I came out, it was like the whole sky was lit up at this time, right? And it was scary. But one thing I noticed was like, you could see more through the phone camera than you could actually see with your own eyes. It's like with your own eyes, you could see like maybe 10% of it. But with the phone camera, it was like, everywhere and then you just seen fire raining down from like heaven and there was like angels holding like taking people and um um it was scary like I was scared in the dream and um I started I started praying immediately like Jesus please forgive me of all my sins
didn't even know the recording stopped, but um, so we was out, we was out front of the apartment, and everybody was recording it, and it was just like chaos and pandemonium, like people were running, everybody was running, just like there was fire raining down from heaven, there was like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of angels everywhere, just like fiery, see-through angels, and they were. They were carrying, some were carrying people away, but it was just like, it was crazy. It almost made me think of, um, that really crazy art at Denver, Colorado airport where like everything was on fire and all that. But, um, I was so scared because these angels were huge, like from far away, they looked at, you know, like normal size people but as they got closer they were like huge giant like angels and um they were coming so fast and um i was scared but i'm like i'm a christian so i just started praying like dear lord jesus please forgive me please forgive me of my sins i'm sorry i just started confessing all my sins and asking for forgiveness and like everybody around me was like laughing at me for for doing that and um I didn't, like, raise or anything, but then I was like, um, I think I can fly, so I just started to try to fly, and I was flying, but I wasn't going that high up, because I was scared to fly that high up, I was just trying to fly to get away from whatever was going on on the ground, because it was just pandemonium, and people were running and screaming, I mean, instantly, like, it was like, at first you seen, like, people were in the club across the street, partying and that's where the parents like part to like pick up the kids that were over there at um, that guy's house or whatever but that, that dude Sakashi he was like and he when he was in his house with his friends he was smoking weed and, and getting high and stuff and they were actually telling me I couldn't smoke and I'm like I don't smoke anyways and like I didn't even want to be there and, um, so when all that happened, I don't know, it was just scary. It was so scary, like, just to see all that. And it was just weird seeing all of it, because at first it didn't seem real. It actually did seem like that Project Bluebeam thing. Like, it almost looked it animated in, in a way, but the way they did it, it was just, like, everywhere. So, to me, it didn't make sense how... It was a Project Blue Beam type of thing, but the fact that you couldn't really see it with your eye, like at when at with you could see that with your eye at first, but through the phone it was everywhere. So I don't know what that means. I don't know that means like there really is gonna be a rapture, and then they're gonna play it off like it was. They're going to play it off like a fake rapture. I don't know. It was kind of confusing, but either way, it was scary. Like, that's one thing for sure. Like, I woke up with my heart beating. And so, to look up the Sean's Concordance number and see that, um, that was, that was uh, kind of confirmation. Like, it's increasing. It's growing. Like, we're getting closer and I had a dream before that 
that I posted on YouTube where um, something happened and there was water everywhere and the water was like up to my knees and all the kids was gone and I was trying to tell my family about the rapture happened and um, God took all the kids and then like my dad he's passed away but in the dream he was alive he was like nah there's two government officials going door to door um, taking all the kids because of this flood or whatever it's not safe for them to be in it but it's okay for us to be in it because we're adults and we can survive until they get it all cleaned up so I had both of those dreams last just now like waking up and what's weird is I went to bed at like 2.33 a.m. and woke up at like five something from the first dream so it took me like an hour to get back to sleep actually I don't think I went back to sleep till like like six or seven and now I'm back awake at like almost 9 a.m. So I literally probably had like four or five hours of sleep and I'm not even tired. Which is weird because I usually love to get like a full eight, nine hours of sleep like every day. So. I guess I'm going to go to work early, but I'm so scared. I don't even want to go back to sleep, but. I don't even know if I'm tired. I don't even know how to feel right now, but I think I'm going to pray again and then see what I should do. But yeah, two, two apocalyptic dreams in one night. I don't even want to say they're rapture dreams because I didn't get raptured in either of those. And honestly, out of all these dreams that I've had over the years, I've never had a, a, a actual rapture dream. I've only had one dream where I started to glow a little bit. Like I, I reached my hand up and my hand started to transform. Like how it says you'll be transformed in the twinkling of eye. It started to transform just a little bit. And then I woke up. So that was probably as close as I had to me actually being raptured. So, and I'm being obedient. Like I'm doing everything that I'm, I'm supposed to do. I'm fasting, I'm tithing, I'm praying, I'm worshiping, and praise, worship music, um, sticking up invitations um, that I got from the Hourly Watch YouTube channel. They sent me like, I don't even know how many um, wedding invitations they sent me, but they sent me a lot, and I'm pretty much almost out of those, so I probably have to re-up and get more. And then um, I got these Bible tracts that I've been sticking up. And then on top of that, I do the stickers. And I do the stickers every single day. So I really am doing everything that I can do. I'm even, like, correcting my thoughts. Like, I don't watch so, uh, uh, secular television or listen to secular music. Um, I just listen to pastors preaching all day long and just listen to different YouTube um church ministries and really just completely in the word 24 7 and 
I still don't feel confident that I'm going to get raptured. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. Like, I definitely am a pre-tribulation rapture believer. But nobody really knows what's really going on except for God. But one thing I do know, you are supposed to be living the way that I'm, I'm trying to live. I mean, I am living, but it's just... I don't know. I mean, I got that website, mortgagerequired.com, because I'm not one of those people that believe once saved, always saved. Um, and I'm also not a person that believes that you can make it to heaven on good works. But I am a person that believes in faith, you know. And I also believe that, um, you know, you are saved by grace and faith alone. But I want to do good works. And I believe that, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my teachings. And I do love Jesus, and I do want to obey his teachings. And I also remember the part of the Bible about being lukewarm. I don't want to be lukewarm, so that's why I'm on fire living this way all day, every day. And um, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, Lord, Lord, you know, and he says he never knew me, so. I don't want to fall into the lukewarm category. So I know people can use the once saved, always saved out of um, context. And um, the you can't get into heaven based on works out of context. Because they may be referring to like different things when they say that. But for me, I'm a person that would rather be saved than sorry. And so... I think it's time to, I think it's way past the time to start prepping, but, um, cause I always felt like even if I didn't make the rapture, God would still provide for me. Like that's how much faith I really have. You know, like I really do feel like, um, if I, if I can't bank on, uh, getting raptured that he will somehow still provide for me. I mean, at the end of the day, worst case scenario is you do die, but that's not really a bad thing because absent from the body is present with Christ, right? So um, all I could pray for is that it's, it's, it's quick. It's a quick death, you know? But um, I don't even like to think about death. Like, I used to work in the funeral industry, and I've seen some pretty grotesque stuff. Um on a day-to-day basis, I mean, when you pick up the dead for a living, you're going to see it all, and I have, and, um, it's a lot different than the movies, like, I can tell you that much, like, in person, you know, especially after an, uh, picking up a body after an autopsy, or, like, a car accident, and I don't know, like, I've seen severed limbs, and it's, it's not a pretty sight, so, um, I don't know, but I think death and mortality and just the way we live our lives um, it should definitely be thought about more than we think about it because in society, they really do their best to hide that stuff from you, from people. But when you work in the funeral industry, um, that's all you really see. You know what I mean? So um, I remember going through, like, the doors of the hospital where they take the trash out, like, going the back routes and 
Like, they really do try to hide that stuff from, like, other patients. Like, if you think about it, how many times do you go to a hospital and actually see death? Like, they hide it from you, you know? So, this world, this bubble we live in, like, it's very carefully operated. Because I'm sure if you've seen that stuff, you probably think more about how you live your life and probably want to live it more positively. And, um... And probably obey the teachings of Jesus more than what people already do. So, yeah. That was a scary dream. And, um, backsliding is a no no. <laughs> you do not want to go that route. Like, it's not worth it in any type of way. It's not worth it. Like, and one thing I was thinking in the dream was, like, I kept thinking, like, whatever was going on inside, like, people watching TV and just hanging out and all that, I just kept thinking, like, I need to go outside and see what's going on outside. Like, I just kept having that feeling. And, and finally something happened, like, the door opened because um, his sister's friends were waiting on rides for their parents to come pick them up. And it was like their parents was, like, at the club or something. So, I don't know if, like, the parents went out to the club and then they dropped their kids off at their friend's house to hang out. And then they came to pick them up afterwards. But the kids were definitely, like, um, pre-teens or whatever. But they were already dressing and acting like they were, like, teenagers. Like, you could see that they were too young to be wearing makeup and dressing like adults, but they was already... Some of her friends was already trying to do that, so, and then he was, um, getting high with his friends in, like, the living room, I think they were, I don't know if they were playing video games or whatever, but his, the mother, she was just, like, out of it, she was, like, a mind control zombie or something, I don't even know what she was, she was, like, in the other room, and she just seemed, like, completely detached, like, I don't know if she was watching TV in the other room or whatever, but. She just seemed like she was not even being a parent. Because you would think a parent is going to make sure the kids are doing what they're supposed to do. So it was definitely one of them, those, that environment. Like, that was at the house that was, that, that was going on. Like, she was, like, not even, like, the cool mom to where she just let them do whatever. It was just, like, it seemed like she was, like, medicated, like, she was on some type of medication or something to where she was just, like, high or discombobulated on pills or something, and it seemed like that was, like, a normal state for her to be in, you know, and, um, I remember she had, like, dogs, like, little dogs following her and stuff, because I was petting one of the dogs at first, and his mom was going up the steps, and then she, when she was going up the steps, that's when um, her daughter and her friends were coming down the steps. But one thing I realized, everybody was in a separate room and everybody was distracted by something different, you know. So the little girls were probably upstairs playing, you know, dollhouse or whatever, like little kids, little girls do or whatever. But they came down with some of them had makeup on and they were like kind of dressed like, more in adult-type clothing. Like, they were eager to be teenagers or adults. 
And then the son was like a teenager type of kid, like the Takashi kid or whatever, with his friends, and they were all focused on weed. And then the mom was in the other room where she was just like, like completely detached from reality on like medication pills or something. That's that's what the picture was, you know. I I didn't even know I was there. Like I definitely wouldn't one of them like I wasn't doing anything that anybody else was doing so maybe it was just like for me to deliver this message but I remember I, I got mad because when he was smoking um, he blew the smoke in my face and I didn't want to breathe it and I was like mad about that like man I don't want this stuff in my system like I'm not, I had a phase where I was like a heavy, heavy weed smoker, but I'm like a hundred percent living the Christian lifestyle right now. Like I'm not on the fence. I'm not going to let the devil get me to backslide in any type of way. And I've been under a heavy demonic attack all week. Like I had every tire on my car had a nail in it. So that seems intentional to me. That doesn't seem like an accident. That doesn't seem like. I'm thinking like someone came and hit my car with a nail gun or someone like threw some nails on my driveway. It was, it's just too weird. But the fact that I've been able to keep driving on that car with all the nails in it is amazing. Like even when I went to the tire shop the other day, they were just like, how the heck are you even driving around like this? Like you need all new tires. And I'm like, I just bought new tires two months ago. Like tires are not cheap, you know? But I praise the Lord Jesus no matter what bad thing that I go through because that's my Lord and Savior and I love him. And I'm not going to, I mean, obviously I was mad about that at first, but I just pray. I just stay praying like I'm just developing a very good relationship with the Lord. I'm just staying in his word and learning every day. And I really don't care what happens to me in his lifetime. I just don't because I know it's temporary. And I know he's not going to give me more than I can handle. He's always going to provide an escape for me out of temptation or bad situations. And, you know, you know, I know Father God, Abba, he's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. So I'm not going to worry or be in fear or fret um, too long. I'm not going to say I don't because I think everybody does to a certain extent, but I'm not going to dwell and be in that place for too long. Like, I just got to get back up, dust myself off, and run back to to God, you know, in, in, in Jesus' name. So, um, hopefully this message finds, some, finds its place where it needs to. I really don't have people that listen to this podcast at all, but um, um, I did get a sticker promoting this website. That has a link to this podcast as well as a link to other YouTube channels that I watch. So that could be a reason why I was under heavy demonic attack this week because that order was placed um, last week and it took like a week for, before it finally got here. So that could, could have been a reason that um, Satan was attacking me Um to whatever means, but I definitely feel like that was an attack from the enemy because it's just too much to be a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, there's just things in life where you just realize, like, that's not a coincidence. That was intentional. Whether 
Satan had a person do it or it was just some weird spiritual type of thing like demonic attack um, I don't really believe in coincidences you know I just don't I think people that believe in coincidences a lot of them are just people who are um, like atheists or people that just believe that the world just evolved out of the Big Bang and it's just a coincidence. It's just a weird thing that happens. I don't, I've come to believe like everything does happen for a reason and I'm just one of those people that try to connect the dots and be super aware and attentive to details because that's where um, you can notice the symmetry and, and the poetry that something's actually really going on, you know? So, um, yeah. Keep pushing in Jesus' name. Um, oh, yeah, and the, when I looked up the number for that first dream, it was like sprinkle, like the word sprinkle came up. So I do think something... A lot of things is going to happen, like earthquake, flooding, and then fire from the sky. All right, peace.